Good evening. Tonight I'd like to talk about the existence of the mind and the non-existence of God. Now in science, it is generally believed um, well, by many scientists that uh, the mind is simply a uh, ad, uh, extension of the brain or a product or a function of the brain and that there's nothing outside of the physical. And I think this uh, says something about the bias of certain scientists and of the scientific tradition in general that um, it has always focused on the physical. And uh, wi with good reason, I mean, for the most part, our understanding of the mental, especially in the West, has been very supernatural. Uh, it's been associated with a creator god, with a soul, uh, and so on. In fact, in, even in India, there is the belief in a soul, in a self, an Atman, and in Brahma, and so on. And so it's generally been discarded that anything outside of the physical, because it can't be experimented on, it is outside of the realm of science, outside of the realm of reality. It is something to be always regarded with suspicion. But suppose that there was something uh, that existed outside of the physical, but could be experimented on, could, was empirically realizable, empirically verifiable, uh, and had nothing to do with the supernatural, was uh, completely and perfectly subject to natural laws of its own kind, which would of course be somewhat different, though related to the physical laws. And I submit that, well, God and the soul and uh, all of these supernatural um, entities that are, are generally referred to in religious traditions are not empirically realizable, are not um, subject to experiment and so on, that there is something which, though not being physical, is subject to experiment and is empirically verifiable, and that is the mind. And how we do this, of course, is through the practice of meditation. At the time when we're practicing meditation, you'd have to be um, intentionally blind which I think most of us in the West are, to uh, deny the existence of something which was so clearly evident and so clearly not physical. That um, at the time when you close your eyes, it's so obvious that there is something watching. For instance, when you're watching the breath, when you watch the breath go in and out, it's clear and it's something that you can do an experiment on. You close your eyes and you're aware, there, or there is an awareness, whether it's you or not, is, is a, um, a a sub subjective sort of thing, but at any rate there is something that knows and that which knows, well we call it the mind, whatever you want to call it, there is something that is aware. Now scientists of course say, well, um, like everything else, this is simply a product of um, the hallucinations or the, the um, delusions uh, that arise from having an imperfect brain and so on. Uh, and in the end it's all simply a physical, uh, natural process. I agree that it's natural, I don't agree that it's physical. And to put this in perspective, uh, I want to make it understood that I give no more credit to the scientific view of uh, materialism than I do to, say, a Hindu view of um, mind only, uh, or the existence of the mind only. And the existence of mind only works in this way, and it might be easy to see a parallel here. 
the Hindu or um, many of, sorry many of the in Indian traditions, Buddhists, some Buddhists as well, will say that there is only the mind. Everything that is physical is merely a product of mental delusion or mental um, imagination. It's a dream. Everything that we see around us, just like in the, the, the movie The Matrix, is simply a product of uh, mental hallucination or imagination. In reality, there's only the mind. When we feel something hard, it's actually our mind um, projecting out and creating this sense of hard. Uh, when we feel heat, when we feel pressure or so on, this is only um, something that's happening in the mind. And I don't think that there's any reason to believe one hypothesis over the other, one theory over the other. All of the physical experiments that are done in science could easily uh, and very very quickly be discarded uh, through a, if we accept a belief in mind only. We could say that the physical is only a, um, something that arises based on the mind. I don't believe that and I don't believe the materialist view that there is no, uh, there is no mind. How I, how I approach this is in, in this way. The belief in only the physical and the belief in only the mental. Either one of them has to discard the other. You have to have some explanation as to why that which appears to exist does not exist. If you choose the materialist side, you have to have an explanation of why what appears to be a very uh, empirical uh, reality, that of the mind, why doesn't it exist? Why is it that we think it exists, or we, we experience it to exist, uh, and it actually doesn't? And of course, scientists have all of this. They have their explanations. The, on the other side, the mind-only people, they have their own uh, explanations, but they are uh, required to provide those explanations as to why the physical, what appears to be physical, why is it that, um, I in what way can you say that it doesn't exist? And of course, existence here is a tricky thing. How can you say that this exists and this does not exist? You avoid both of these extremes, both of these um, dilemmas, and you, you um, clearly have the advantage by having a simpler uh, explanation when you accept the existence of both. We accept the existence of the physical because we can feel it, we can see it, we can hear it, we can smell it, we can taste it. We can run all sorts of experiments on it which are clearly uh, one realm of reality, and that is the physical realm. We can do the same with the mind, and this is unknown to most scientists, I understand, but it is very well known to the Eastern uh, quote-unquote religious or spiritual traditions, which in the end can be very scientific. Early Buddhism was incredibly scientific and has the mind um, reduced, it's a reductionist view of the mind, reduced into uh, various building blocks, just as the physical world is so that every experience is uh, considered to be a building block of um, what we then call the mind. And it is something which clearly exists, which can be experimented on, which can be verified, and it has a whole magisterium of its own. So in a sense, these are two magisterium, um, two uh, mutually exclusive realms of dominance that the mind has its own realm and the body has its own realm. Now it's clear that they work together. It's clear in fact that they're probably part of um, a whole, which um, we would then call a, a being or so on. Um, but of course that whole is only the sum of its parts. This is an explanation of um, why I would say it's most rational to believe in both the mind and the body. 
I don't think there's any reason for us to have to do mental somersaults to try to explain away one or the other side. <coughs>